This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser from Bloomberg Radio. So Gartner is forecasting worldwide security and risk management spending to exceed $150 billion this year. It uh, grew about 6.4% last year. So some of this, Gartner says, reflects continuing demand for remote worker technologies and cloud security. It's the environment that we are working within. Let's get some thoughts, though, on this space and the investment opportunities as a result. Richard Seewald is founder and managing partner of Evolution Equity Partners. It's an international VC investor uh, focusing on cybersecurity and enterprise software companies, has over $750 million in assets under management. He joins us on the phone from Zurich, Switzerland. Fingers crossed that it's a clean connection. Richard, nice to have you here with us. Hi, Carol. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Uh, hear you loud and clear. So I, I think we're ready to go. And, uh, you know, I, I think so you raised some important points there. And, you know, we're going to talk about those in greater detail. So, uh, you know, let, let's kick it off. Back at you. It is a clean line. And let's get going, as you say. So first of all, there is so much going on. I talked with um, uh, Mr. Chertoff, the former Homeland Security Secretary uh, at a Bloomberg event, and you know he says the big one is yet to come. Despite what we've seen with the Colonial Pipeline and JBS Meet, and you know we continue to see the frequency and the severity of cyber attacks picking up. How do you see it? I mean, I would tend to agree, and I think uh, a good way of looking at um, what the future holds is actually. Uh, going back a few years and understanding how we got to where we are today. So if you look at the last 20 years of the development of the uh, cybersecurity space as a market and the nature of the threat, there's been a six, uh, significant and consistent uh, trajectory uh, uh, of, of a more, as you mentioned, a more sophisticated, frequent, and uh, pointed attack to uh, uh, infrastructure enterprises and government around the world. So when you turn back the clock 20 years, even around the post 9-11 era, interestingly, the security market is a cottage industry, three billion of spend, relatively small vis-a-vis the numbers that you indicated just before. Uh, Over that first decade, the market grows exponentially from three billion to 50 billion, and so does the nature of the uh, attack driven in part because the increase in connectivity. But as we move from 2010 to 2020, the nature of the attack in the 2008 financial crisis also begins to become more uh, uh, significant and uh, more threatening to infrastructure and enterprises globally. Um, we start to see some of the same uh, uh, issues arise post 9-11, post 2008, and then again in the COVID-19 era. So some of the consistent factors there in post-crisis era, cyber attacks and fraud tend to increase quite significantly. And you start to see next generation attacks emerge. And those next generation attacks layered on, uh, layered on the factor of work from home, migration to the cloud, accelerated digitalization, positions the current market particularly vulnerable for those types of next generation attacks. And you know, I'll pause there for any questions yeah. on that. There's a well, lot to talk about yeah. where we go from now. <laughs> All right. Hold on a second. Uh, I do have to bring a headline to uh, our listeners and viewers on YouTube. The United States to block some solar goods made in China's Xinjiang region. Uh, that province, very important to China's history, a Silk Road gateway to the West. 
uh, and we know that there is a lot in terms of manufacturing going on. But again, this is just another example of some of the tensions that still exist uh, between the United States and China specifically when it comes to goods, trade, and other. Um, this is kind of a good setup, Richard. We've got about a minute. We've got to do some news and then we'll come back. But China, you are watching China and their quest for quantum supremacy. Quantum supremacy is not something we talk about a lot here on Bloomberg, but we probably should. Absolutely. I, I think when you look out three to five to seven years, the likelihood that a, a quantum computer is in place that can cause... Uh, and, and unravel some of the uh, encryption algorithms that protect day-to-day communication, uh, corporate secrets, government secrets start to become uh, vulnerable. Um, you know, we've actually invested in a quantum cyber company that defends and protects against that vulnerability. But certainly, uh, quantum is the elephant in the room. Uh, companies are already... Uh, buying software to protect against that uh, uh, potential uh, vulnerability as mm-hmm. quantum computers uh, go live. Now, there's, there's a lot of areas that relate to the current environment. I want to get back to our guest, Robert, uh, excuse me, Richard Seewald, founder and managing partner of Evolution Equity Partners. It's an international venture capital uh, firm. They are focusing on cybersecurity companies, also enterprise software firms, and they have over $750 million in assets under management. Uh, Richard, still with us on the phone from Zurich, Switzerland. And forgive me, Richard, I had to cut you off, but um, we were talking about quantum supremacy and... China and their mission to lead when it comes to that world. I mean, this is important. We're talking about, you know, kind of computer advantages and performance over kind of existing computers. And we're, we're talking about, you know, crazy calculations, right? At crazy speeds, but it's able to give the person who has that, possesses that, uh, certainly an advantage. Absolutely. And I think when when you think about the the risk around quantum computing, actually, there's present day risk. Uh, quantum computers, at least the types of quantum computers that would pose threats to encryption algorithms that protect uh, databases and secrets of governments and enterprises today uh, are probably not prone today. However, our adversaries are collecting data that's readily uh, available, storing that data, and are positioning themselves to be able to decrypt that data once a quantum computer comes into play and is live. So the the threat actually exists today, and companies are already arming themselves and protecting against that scraping of data and secretion of data that happens uh, through cyber breaches and other methodologies. So... We are already in the uh, era of, uh, you know, quantum computers and the fact that quantum computers have impact on the way enterprises uh, protect their uh, intellectual property and uh, secrets. So tell us about the crop of companies that you are investing that you think will be the ones that will be protecting others going forward. Absolutely. So uh, I'll talk about uh, two or three that uh, 
respond directly to some of the threats and, and hacks that you've seen over the last six months. And when you think about solar winds, uh, one of the things to understand about the solar winds hack has been that the attack surface uh, around uh, uh, companies and software developers has expanded exponentially over the last couple of years. And what that means is while uh, software developers are, are building software, they're prone to hackers who inject malware into that software development phase, and then the supply chain of software and is prone to those security hacks. So that's what happened in SolarWinds. We invested in a company called Blue Bracket, leading a Series A round uh, earlier this year. Uh, Blue Bracket addresses that uh, risk head-on, providing uh, security tools to dev and SecOps uh, uh, engineers to protect against that uh, increasing threat uh, uh, for developers in terms of uh, uh, developing technology. So it's one of the things that the uh, presidential executive order addressed, uh, cybersecurity and the software supply chain, Blue Black Bracket addresses that head on. Second company that we've invested in a number of years, a company called Security Scorecard. Security Scorecard is the Moody's of cybersecurity. They rate up to 20 million companies worldwide on their cyber posture. It allows for chief security officers to uh, translate cyber risk to boards of directors, an essential, uh, I would say, chasm that has been broken down with the technology that security software provides. And that's important because board mem members need to understand uh, cyber risk in order to deploy investment into uh the, the cyber infrastructure that's required to defend against these advanced threats. I, I mentioned Quantum, mm -hmm. uh, a company there that we've invested, Arkit, uh, defending against that, that potential of a quantum hack. Uh, the company, in fact, announced a SPAC uh, merger right. and uh, will be a public company on NASDAQ over the next, uh, the next couple of months. And they're actually, help me out there, my understanding is they're involved with launching some satellites, right, to protect against growing hacking threats. Absolutely. So uh, one of the ways to uh, protect against uh, the quantum hack is mm -hmm. to be able to effectively distribute keys such that the key infrastructure, uh, 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 cryptographic key infrastructure, uh, becomes uh, uh, more defensible. And they're able to do that with... Uh, novel technology that they developed uh, and providing that, that type of key distribution through satellites, which can be distributed around the world, uh, safely protecting devices, computers, and other endpoint uh, products that are out there. Right. So essentially a backbone of, of encryption keys or secure keys, if you will, um, within data centers around the world. It's really fascinating how this is evolving. How do you see it ultimately, Richard, playing? At some point, is there an aggregator, uh, you know, a sales force <laughs> of the cybersecurity world? Or will it continue, in your view, to be these kind of young startups that are kind of trying to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to the cybersecurity world and just got about uh, 40 seconds left here? Just quickly. Sure. Great question. So I, I think you're seeing uh, an increase in the number of cybersecurity companies that are going public. 
Uh, with that, you're going to see continued consolidation such that these platforms are positioned to upsell and cross-sell products into their uh, uh, installed base. Uh, you're going to see a, a Salesforce.com type of cybersecurity company that's an aggregator that has end-to-end mm-hmm. uh, uh, product capability. And I think you're already starting to see that in some of the uh, publicly listed platforms out there. Right. You're going to see more of that as time goes on. Listen, this was a great conversation. I hope we can get you back because it's certainly an evolving uh, and developing world, but it's certainly a very crucial world as we have seen. Richard, thanks. Richard Seewald, founder and managing partner, Evolution Equity Partners on a very clear line from Zurich, Switzerland. So it was so good to get his thoughts.